Hi, and welcome to the Becoming Trauma-Informed podcast, where we help you understand how your past painful experiences are affecting your current reality and how you can shift those so you can create your desired future. I'm Dr. Lee, and both myself and our team at the Institute for Trauma and Psychological Safety are excited to support you on your journey. We talk about all the things on this podcast. No topic gets left uncovered. So extending a content warning to you before we get started. If you notice yourself getting activated while listening, invitation to take care of yourself and to pause, skip ahead a bit, or just check out another episode. Let's dive in. Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode. I was trying to decide what I wanted to talk about this week, and then I was like, you know what? I was kind of pissed this morning. So why don't we talk about how I work through that? And I know that seems really simple. And I think for a lot of us, like when we are angry or frustrated or enraged, that is an emotion, especially for women, I think is one that's really hard to deal with. It's one that socially isn't as acceptable. I've been prepping for our TRIPS certificate program. And one of the things that I've been doing is reading a lot. So I was reading a book this week talking about how one of the first places that we studied trauma was in women who presented with hysteria in Europe in the middle to late 1800s. And it's where the term hysterical comes from. And we've kind of replaced that term hysterical, which, by the way, was a euphemism for psychological trauma. (laughs) People who presented with hysteria were psychologically and oftentimes physically traumatized due to abuse. And we've changed that word and we've started using the word over-emotional, right? And so for a lot of humans, being over-emotional, aka being pissed, being angry, being frustrated, as women especially, like that just doesn't, it's not taken very well. It's oftentimes invalidated. And so I wanted to share with y'all my process of how I move through when I'm feeling frustrated or pissed or angry Hopefully, it'll help some of y'all. So before we get into the five things to try, I want to just have a quick conversation around what some of us do when we're angry and what others of us do when we're angry. There's usually one of two ways in which we respond when we feel pissed, when we feel the emotion of anger, frustration, irateness, rage, whatever you want to call it. I'm just going to keep saying pissed or angry throughout this. We either internalize it, meaning we go, okay, it's not safe for me to show this emotion publicly, externally. If I share this emotion outwardly, I'm going to be invalidated. I'm going to be perceived as over-emotional. There's going to be negative consequences for me if I show anyone this emotion. So I'm just going to shove it down. And we call that internalization. So you're stuffing your feelings down because you feel like if you share them outwardly, they're not going to be validated or they're going to cause you problems, okay? So people who internalize emotions typically end up at some point, whatever you're shoving the feelings down into inside of yourself, like that container gets too full. And at some point, you're going to end up externalizing. Now, there are others that externalization is their primary way of handling emotions. 
I am more of an externalizer and have worked to do a little bit more internalization, not from the place of shoving things down, but from the place of not exploding my feelings out onto other people and like making a mess that needs cleaned up. So people who are externalizers, when they experience an uncomfortable emotion like anger, feeling pissed, what they do is they externalize it. They outwardly share that feeling, right? So these are people who yell or scream or maybe break something or say unkind things. Even if they're not yelling or screaming, they say unkind things. Maybe they're passive aggressive. Maybe they go out and cause problems, right? But the externalization, you can see the anger. You can feel the anger. You can hear the anger in their words, in their voice, in their actions. So neither one of these is particularly healthy, right? Neither one of these is um, going to get you a result that feels good and is likely going to bring further shame and guilt around feeling angry or pissed. And Rage and anger are very valid emotions. They are emotions we feel when there are unmet needs, and they are very helpful in telling us when there is an unmet need. And so we want to be able to understand when we are feeling these feelings. We want to be able to use them. We want to be able to get underneath of them and see, okay, what's causing this? What's really causing this? And so in order to do that, we need a healthy form of internalization and a healthy form of externalization. So I'm going to share with you the five things to try when you want to healthily internalize and or externalize your rage, your anger. So the first thing that I do when I notice that I'm feeling ragey, angry, whatever, is I check if I'm hot. And that's a acronym. It's H-H-O-T-T, okay? These are the five things I ask myself. And they all have to do with, is there a physical cause for my anger or frustration? Is there a physical cause for what I am feeling right now that is not emotional, that has nothing to do with like communication or connection? It has to do with the fact that like my physical needs aren't met. So HOT stands for hungry, hormonal, overstimulated, tired, or thirsty. So whenever I notice I'm pissed or frustrated, those are the five things I ask myself. This morning I was pissed. And when I went through it, I was like, okay, we've had water. Yes, we're a little tired, but we're more awake now. Are we overstimulated? No, but we were overstimulated all weekend. So that might be part of what's going on. Are we hormonal? Yes, we're three days from our period. So that might be what's going on. And are we hungry? No, we ate breakfast. Okay, cool. So knowing that we're hormonal and some of this isn't even like, it's not something that needs fixed. It's just something that we're going to ride the wave of and move through. Number two, knowing that we were overstimulated, so we probably need some more quiet time today. And number three, knowing that we're tired, and so building in some rest is going to be helpful. Like already, I have three ways to physically comfort myself and to bring these feelings of anger and frustration, like to de-amplify them, to chill them out, okay? So The reason I say that I try this one first is because there is no sense in going through, oh, well, am I just upset that somebody said something to me? Am I feeling hurt? Am I feeling unheard or unseen? There's no sense in, in going down that rabbit hole of checking in and doing some of these other things that I'm gonna recommend for you. There's no sense in doing those if the physical needs are the issue. You fix the physical needs, the anger and frustration will likely go away. Okay, so that's number one. 
Number two, I'm like, okay, I'm feeling angry and frustrated. I've checked if there's a physical need. Nope, we're good. Okay, I got to get myself regulated. I got to get myself, my body back to a less tense state. So something we know is when we get emotionally activated or triggered, when we're feeling some intense emotions, our body is tense, intense, right? Intense emotions means you are in a tense state. So I got to get my body out of this tension. I got to tell my nervous system, hey, we're not dying. We're not in danger. It's okay to feel how we're feeling. So like, let's just relax. So I'll use our proprietary method, the 10-second protocol that we've developed at the Institute where I'll squeeze everything or whatever feels good for me to squeeze for five seconds, and then I'll release for five seconds, and then I'll take some deep breaths and like roll out my hips or roll out my neck or do some head circles or open and close my hands or do whatever movement feels good in my body. So I'll do some 10-second protocols. Another way to think of the 10-second protocol, like the squeezing and releasing, is five seconds of being like a stick straight spaghetti noodle and putting all that tension into your body. And then five seconds of dropping into a boiling pot of water and becoming a wet noodle, just like letting all that tension go. Like you could just slide right out of your seat. You're that loosey-goosey, right? That's another way of of doing this or thinking about it. So I'll do a couple 10-second protocols. Sometimes like on Friday, I was feeling really, really just like I wasn't – I don't know that I was pissed. I was just feeling like despair and a lot of other – emotions. And so I just got in bed and I like put my face in the pillow and I cried so dang hard. And I asked myself, I was like, okay, I'm feeling this emotion in my chest. What sound does my chest want to make? And like, honestly, if y'all had heard me, you might've thought that I was like dying. Like I was keening. If you've ever heard that sound, I was crying, gutturally sobbing. Like I was just making these noises that were so sad. And so full of despair and just frustration and hopelessness and confusion and anxiety and like all these feelings that I was having. And when I was done, I just, I told myself, I was like, you're just going to cry until you're done. And when I was done, like all that pressure in my chest was gone. I naturally stopped and I was like, oh, I feel so much better. Like sometimes there's just tension that needs released and you don't know where it's coming from. And so Asking your body in that moment, okay, how can I move? How can I breathe? And how can I make some sound in a way that will feel good? Some mornings when I'm feeling pissed, like this morning, I went to the gym and I just talked to some weights about it. <laughs> I say I talked to I talked to some weights about it. I talked to the elliptical about it. I put on some angry music and I just let myself feel my feelings while I was physically moving and breathing hard. And let that adrenaline go through me in a way that felt actually really safe. So that's another way to move. So movement, sound, breath. Like I let myself and I get myself back to a state of emotional regulation. So that's the second thing I try. And oftentimes with that, that works. Sometimes it's all I need. I'm like, oh, I just needed to move. I just needed to get this out. I'm good. I don't have to talk about it. Yep, that feeling's gone. It was just a momentary thing. So healthy form of externalization, right? The third thing I'll try is I'll check and see if I'm making myself wrong for the feeling. Like, am I invalidating myself for feeling mad and frustrated? Because sometimes I end up staying in a frustrated, pissed, mad place because I am making myself wrong for being there. And it becomes this like 
self-fulfilling prophecy, shame spiral type thing, right? There's no better way to keep yourself feeling shitty than to make yourself wrong for feeling shitty. So that's a question I'll ask myself is like, am I making myself wrong for being pissed? Am I telling myself that I don't deserve to be upset here? Am I telling myself that my feelings don't matter? Am I mad at myself for showing up the way that I did? Like, what's going on? And so often, that's what it is. My brain is telling me that this feeling is going to last forever and or that I'm a burden for being upset or that I'm too high maintenance or that I'm too whatever. And there's just like shame stories going on in my head. And so that keeps me in that negative emotional state instead of being like, oh, nope, I'm just allowed to be pissed. What that person said was hurtful. What happened here didn't feel good. And like, I'm allowed to validate my feelings 100% of the time. You are allowed to validate your feelings 100% of the time. And, And this is something that I teach my clients and we talk about this a lot in our TRIPS program. Your feelings are always valid. Always. Now, the actions that you take based on those feelings or why you are feeling those feelings is not necessarily valid. It's not necessarily right. It's not necessarily helpful. And the feelings themselves in your body are valid. That is what you are experiencing. And you don't have to talk yourself out of that. And in fact, the fastest way to move through a feeling is to let it be there, is to let it be allowed to be there and be felt. So that's the third thing. The fourth thing is, I call this checking under the hood. What is underneath of this? I alluded to this a a few steps ago, but like, what's underneath of this? Am I really frustrated or am I anxious? Am I feeling like I'm failing? Am I feeling like I'm stuck? Am I feeling like I'm putting a lot of energy into something and it's not working? Am I really scared? Or am I really lonely? Sometimes I get angry and pissed when I feel like people aren't seeing me, when I feel like other people are being inconsiderate. And it's because it feels like I'm lonely and people aren't seeing me. It feels like no one's paying attention. And oftentimes that's not the truth, but that feeling is valid. I feel unseen. I feel unheard. That doesn't mean I am unseen or unheard. So, okay, the need is to be seen and heard. Well, if my anger and frustration causes me to isolate myself or yell at somebody, the likelihood that they're going to see and hear me is much lower. So that means that I get to choose to do the opposite action. So really allowing myself to look underneath and be like, what's going on is so helpful because oftentimes it's the exact opposite of what my actions, if I continued externalizing, would get me. And then the fifth thing is, do I need to write or talk or process this out? How can I set myself up for success the next time by like processing through this and figuring out what I'm going to do differently next time? Is there something that needs to be more effectively communicated? One of the things that I've been doing is using more, and for some of y'all listening to this, this may not land and that's cool, but using more effective feminine communication, which is me just expressing how I'm feeling without any expectation for somebody to do something with it. And that has been incredibly powerful for me because it's been very validating. So I'll say like, I feel sad right now. 
I feel hurt. I feel disappointed. I feel unseen. And what I'm not doing is saying, because you did X, Y, and Z, I'm just simply saying, I feel unseen right now. The story my brain is telling me is that the reason I feel unseen is this. And notice that language there, right? The story my brain is telling me. The story I'm telling myself, because what I'm doing is making it about how I'm interpreting a situation, not how someone else is behaving, right? So often we feel pissed and we feel frustrated because we are making assumptions about what is happening in someone else's head or why they are doing things the way they're doing them. And when we stop and recognize, hey, that's the way I'm perceiving this. That's not necessarily the way they're perceiving this. Being able to communicate that, like, I feel hurt because when this happened, I felt like I wasn't seen. That takes so much pressure off the other person that you're communicating this to because you're not making it about them. You're not making it their problem to fix. Now, so many people, when they hear you say that, are going to say, oh my goodness, like, thank you for sharing that because that's not, that was not my intention. That's not what was going on. Here's what was going on in my head. And it leads to just such better, more effective communication. So I really like to write and talk and kind of process it out either on my own or with a safe human and then use that communication style of I feel and this is what happened in my head (laughs) and really sharing my perception and not making it about the other person and taking all expectations off of how they need to respond to what I am saying. And I find that when I do that, I've been using this communication style a lot more with my loved ones. When I do that, it works so much better because I am not shifting the blame and I am not acting in a codependent way. I'm not externalizing my feelings onto them to where they feel like they need to do something about it or that it's their fault. And that's huge. So those are the five things I do when I'm feeling frustrated, angry, ragey, whatever. I hope that those help you. I would love to hear from you. If you try any or all of these, like shoot me a DM on Facebook or send us an email at the link in the show notes. And just let us know if these helped you at all or if there's something that you do when you're pissed that really helps you. I'd love to hear from y'all. And just as one last final invitation, our Foundational Trips Certificate Program, our Trauma-Informed Psychologically Safe Certificate Program starts today. And we would absolutely love to have you in there with us. It is not too late to join us. You can find out all the information in the show notes. We have the program linked. And it would just be a joy to have you. This is my absolute favorite program to run. It is the foundation of everything that we teach at the Institute. And it's the foundation of all the work that I personally do. And it is a place to really come in and learn how to more effectively emotionally regulate and how to feel your feelings, how to allow other people to feel their feelings, how to co-regulate with others. So when they're feeling pissed or frustrated, you can help them do some of these things that we've done, but in a way that honors your boundaries and your feelings as well. It's just a really cool place to be. So we would love to have you in there with us. I hope y'all have a fabulous week and I will catch you next week. Bye y'all. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Invitation to head to our show notes to check out the offers and connections we mentioned. Or you can just head straight over to instituteforTrauma.com and hop in our email list so that you never miss any of the cool things that we're doing over at the Institute. Invitation to be well and to take care of yourself this week, and we'll see you next time.